time. The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle. Brought to you by Angie Lancaster Remax, G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub, and Deary Brothers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Waukee. Now, live from G-Mig's Fifth Street Pub in Valley Junction, this is the Hawkeye Huddle with David Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge. That's right. This is a pregame Iowa-Indiana tonight. Uh, that one's on BTN, I believe, at 6 o'clock. And um, we'll be sticking around. So if you want to come down say hi, feel free. We're over, always up here on the stage in the corner. Uh, Autographs are always free. <laughs> nobody, ha- nobody asks for that, right? Why would they? Uh, because it's, we're local. It should be noted that Brett's a little uncomfortable. He's got the big fat mic tonight. I, I know. You gave me He's, the heavier, fatter mic. Uncomfortable with that in his hand. I like the I like the uh, Gene Rayburn mic that you've got there. That's pretty good. <laughs> the Bob Barker. So uh, lots to do on the program today, but uh, for the next six to eight weeks, we will still have basketball to talk about. And so as long as football has some big news, it'll carry the day. Uh, and this week, of course, the big news is uh, Iowa finally hired after three months of a well exhaustive. I I feel like it was maybe six weeks. Of a uh, coaching search, uh, Iowa has hired his offensive coordinator. Kirk Ferentz had a couple of guys in town last week. We have proof that Kevin Johns from uh, Duke was in in uh, in town, but uh, ultimately offered the job and was accepted by um, uh, Tim, Tim Lester, Lester f- who used to be the uh, for the the biggest headline for him. It would be that he was a head coach at uh, Western Michigan for six years, uh, seventeen through no five years, seventeen through twenty two. Correct. I think that's actually technically six. Let's see. Okay. 17, yeah, 18, good, good. 19, 20, okay, 21, got 22. Five great years uh, uh, as far as scoring offense is concerned, and then the last one was a giant cat turd. They were like 124th in the country. Well, he also had to play his third-string freshman quarterback the vast majority of that year. and. Uh, didn't, oh, exactly. Uh, the difference was this quarterback had never practiced with them. Uh, however, let me tell you a quick story of how this came to be. I'm interested. So many years ago, downtown Iowa City, one of the Cyclone friends of the Hawkeye Huddle, JG, happened to be at the field house, and they turned the lights on late at night, looked around. One girl came up, tapped him on the shoulder, (laughs) said, you got anybody? Nope. Nope. Okay, let's go. (laughs) So this is exactly (laughs) how Tim Lester, he, he was the 10th guy in line, I, I don't the know. lights came on, <laughs> tapped Kirk on the shoulder, and said, "Found anybody yet? I, All right, let's talk." I, I don't know. I don't know that it's quite like that. Uh, you know, I, I do think that uh, the, the Paul Chris thing surprised Kirk. I think he offered that job. I think that Chris don't you held him don't you hostage ask, for a while. And don't you did, ask a question that you know the answer to in that regard? I, I think he did. I think he thought he did. Right? Hey, listen. Uh, we've had head coaches go. T- who was the guy? Petrino went to Arkansas and went. Eh. Dana Altman did the Dana same Altman thing, right? At Arkansas, at both Ar- did. The, the, hey, one um, one Woo Pig Suey and he was out. He had the press conference, right? I mean, it it happens. Okay, so there's that, and then you go back to the drawing board, going, oh geez, there's all these guys have found new jobs. Now what's left, right now? But I will say this. The other thing I think is the the interview question that, that was asked. Now this is this is where the point of contention is, uh, the, the Twitter wars out there. In fact, I was like uh, Scott in, Indi- in Indiana, not our, not right. our but uh, it, he came right back at me uh, on this. 
I, I understand that Lester has run this RPO offense, and there's great highlights of him running the RPO. And Dockerman did an article today, and you can read that on, on The Athletic, that talks about, hey, he goes, he goes 11 personnel 65% of the time. Iowa goes 11 percent uh, personnel 30% of the time. 6%, I think, is what it was for 11, right? So that's, that's with, that's with uh, one, one time. Run, one, one running back, back one tight time, end, in three wide, three wide routes. Right? right. So my point on this is I, don't, I will be shocked. Uh, you can literally tip me over with a feather if that is how Iowa comes out and runs their offense when we see them next September. Now, I and could o- be wrong. And almost exclusively out of shotgun. It just it's just not going to happen. If it does, great. I am all for it. I think it needs to happen. I just don't think that's going to happen. So here's the question. Why wouldn't it happen? Why did you bring him in then? Uh, so he can run the stretch play to the left and the right? I think that's that's what he did. Listen, remember, remember no, Ken that's, O'Keefe. Ken that's O'Keefe. what Brian did. That's what he told Brian to do because Brian didn't have any idea on how but to figure what, out anything else when it came to offense. Yeah, but remember, he Ken had O'Keefe. no imagination, no nothing. Remember, Ken O'Keefe ran, ran great plays when you had Brad Banks, when you had uh, Drew Tate, when you had Ricky Stanzi, when you had C.J. Beathard. All those guys, they ran a lot of great plays. But so you're, my point is this, is Ken O'Keefe ran the, the air raid West Coast offense at Allegheny where, where he came from and, and the, everywhere he was before that, he had run a primarily freewheeling passing offense that had a lot more to it than what they ended up running at Iowa, even though he was a terrific offensive coordinator in my, my book at Iowa. I thought he did a great job, but he was running a much tighter ship. It was a much different offense. It was designed around things Kirk likes to do, and I don't believe that Tim Lester is going to come in and run his RPO. Now, Will it be variable? Yeah, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. With I you. hope and, you're right. I hope you're right. I and, think and, you're wrong. And, and shocker. And, <laughs> and here's the other thing: is that as we sit here on January 30th, we don't ex- trying know. to we explain don't what's going to happen right. on August 30th, the day of the yeah. first football game. No. I think it's a little short-sighted of us to throw the baby out with the fart in the wind higher than this was. That that I'm not saying. I'm not. So here's the thing: I don't. I'm not going to say. That I don't think this guy could come in and do this because that's not my that's not my contention. My contention is I just don't think you're going to see this this RPO I offense. I think we have a solely, far better right? chance of seeing this than had he hired Paul Christ, uh, or, I would agree had, with that. or had yeah. he hired Joe Philbin. I, I would agree with I would agree with that. Or I'm the dude for the Ravens who I thought it was going to be last week after exhaustive that was research. That's an interesting idea. I, I can't but can't you see this as the interview question? He sits down with both guys and he says, "Here's a chessboard." Uh, the pieces are already moved around a bit. Yep, this is how it's laid out. What are you going to do with this? Right? This is how. This is what you have. I'm sorry. Yes, um, you only. And by the way, your rook can't can't move. Your queen can only go two directions. But what are you going to do? How are you going to? Right? The other thing I think I you can did, legitimately. Oh and the other thing I think you can legitimately say is, hey, listen, you've you've seen our offense you've, and defense. You've schemed to beat us. How would you do it, right? I think that that was another thing that, that, that could have been asked. And he easily had that answer. I'm not sure Kevin Johns had that answer. Well, clearly. So he was with Purdue for a while, but, yeah. Well, he anyway. was on the offensive side of the ball. He wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't have hard, hardly had yeah. any, any idea or uh, understanding defense, what the right. defense might have been trying to do to stop Iowa other than putting nine guys in the box. <laughs> Basically, as I recall, we put eight guys in the box, and that's how we beat you. That seems and, <laughs> and in that 11 personnel with three wide, 
offset tight end and one running back, you can't put that many guys in the box. It's just it's literally impossible. Uh, which is again why I'm hopeful that this goes the way you're talking. That he comes in and he says, you know what, you were successful. Do it as long as you use these few things, which well, is use the tight ends. And oh, I already do that, right? Right. Use the tight ends. Incorporate you know, perhaps some sort of zone blocking or, or trapped sort of blocking, whatever. But I, I, the film I watched, well, I spent about 10 minutes uh, watching some of the tape, if you will, of his offense at Western Michigan. A lot of zone blocking incorporated, everybody going the same direction. Yep. Counter, yeah, I did see that. Counter plays, a lot of quick pitches. Which Kirk's going to like that, for sure. A Absolutely. Of, a lot of quick pitches and those kinds of things. Um, and so, you know, really the opportunity, I think, there is to – by formation to spread out the defense and potentially still run the stuff that you want. And and if I'm not suggesting that Cade McNamara should not be the starting quarterback because he's I think he's got NFL potential, at least in his arm. But if you want a running quarterback option, line has proved that he can do it. And, and James Razor coming coming in from uh, from Florida is a is a state track champion, and the next kid that they recruited the 25, 2025 commit is a track champion. These are fast guys that are coming in to play quarterback at Iowa. You're not going to have Deacon Hill is not going to be uh, at least after next year. Deacon he won't Hill's be the only a track guy. guy, but he throws a shot put <laughs> in the discus. Yes. Let me. Add, so here's here's another thought. That he just also occurred. tries to catch the javelin. You, you, you just you just spurred something that uh, a night you spurred a thought. Oh boy. Well, no, this is this this might be. So here's another thing that Kirk looks at, right? The light bulb over the head. Right. Thanks, Alan. The the uh, the other thing Kirk thinks about is that we are a developmental program, and when when he says that, he says it with a little bit of pride because at the at the end of the day, I think one of the selling points he has when he recruits is that I send guys to the NFL. Look, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. So if Kirk believes that I teach I teach zone blocking schemes, and I prepare guys for the NFL because the NFL uses the heck out of those. Right. right? See, I notice how I kept that nice and clean. But the NFL uses them left and right when it's not so much used in college as much as people Rule, think. But the rules are different. The, the rules are different. So the pros use that, and Kirk can look at this and say, "Okay, I can let this guy do some of his stuff, but we're still going to teach some of the same techniques that keep sending guys to the league." And I can keep recruiting to that as well. And by the way, the one year that they that Western stunk, because they had two guys go early, two juniors go early in the first round well, of the NFL. Well, one of those guys was Sky Moore. Yeah, right. And, and he's played in the Super Bowl last year. I think he even maybe had a big play. May have scored a touchdown. May have scored the game-winning touchdown. Did he? May. I can tell who tell you who will not score the game-winning touchdown is McCole Horniman. And if he's on the field ever for the Chiefs, a Andy needs to go and find the guy who put him in and, and have him fired immediately. Get him, keep him off the field. Yes, he needs to go to DFA, designated for assignment. Did, I, I found it interesting. Kadarius Tony didn't play last week. He had a kid, but but the the main one. Did you see this? Is a uh -huh. Twitter. Yeah, it was the, this priest dropping a baby in the, you know, into the into the baptismal font onto its face, and it's like Kendarius Tony's. Anyway, oh. it was pretty good. Anyway, um, back to it. I, I think the one thing you can look at Tim Lester, he sent some players to the league, even from Western, right? Yes. So I, I think it's another piece of it that Kirk and he was a quarterback, at. played quarterback in college. He can coach quarterbacks. He understands quarterback technique, 
uh, form, all of those kinds of things. Built-in I mean, built quarterback coach. Built-in quarterback coach. So now you got to find a receivers coach. I sure hope it's not John Budichez, but whoever. But Budemeyer. Budemeyer, whatever. I mean, but you're thinking of our secretary of transportation? No, not Budage. That's you said Pete. Budages. That's what you Whatever. Said. I just hope it's Mayor, not him. Mayor Pete, who doesn't work, but you know, half the time. Anyway. Well, he's got a private jet. He got himself a private jet. It's another good one. I Look, I, I hope we see a little bit, just for kicks and giggles in the spring game, we start to see some more of how this might develop because they got to put it in fairly quickly, and then we'll go from there. If we see the same old, same old in the spring game, I don't think you're going to turn around and not have done anything with it. So it'll be, we'll, we'll know in, in, a, in a month or so kind of a little bit more about how this is going to go. And then from there, hey, listen, give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He's the OC now, and for, for what it's worth, I'm not sure. Here, there's what you were going with. I'm not sure what else was left around. Well, right? uh, it's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. I'd hate to know how we met Mary. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Well, he did. He did rock the uh, the uh, the hair though back then with the party party or business in the front, party in the back. You know, he Kirk was uh, all mullet. A bit of a looker. Oh, he's all mullet, man. He, he long in the back. I know. I remember. I've seen pretty, the pictures. Pretty impressive stuff. So, anyway, I it, you know. He's also ten years older than me. That's true. That's true. The last piece I will I was throw surprised at, Lester was as young as he is. Oh, he's 46. 40, yeah. 46. Here's the last piece I will throw out. Now, now I'm going to go on my little on a rant. Listen, Iowa fans, if any of you are out there and dumb enough to think that Kirk is going to sabotage his own team by hiring somebody that uh, will only do what he says because he thinks that's going to prove something. If you think he, you're if you're thinking that he w is willing to f sacrifice wins to be right, then you need to find another team. Because this, because this, you're going to be frustrated forever. Because at the end of the day, the one thing I can tell you this: Kirk Ferentz, uh, his stubbornness is about his legacy and and winning football games and finishing this thing off right. It is not about being right. It's only about wins. And it's that's, only about. And that's the and that's the the biggest problem that we've all had is that we win ten games and our point differential is minus nine. Was it even that? I've. Don't know. I mean, we, the three, game, the three or four games that Iowa lost were all big. Yeah. Except for Minnesota. I thought we. Which, by the way, they should have. <laughs> it wasn't a fair catch. It was was not a fair catch. It was not a fair. Catch. Well, anyway, the, he's about wins, and he thinks this is his best chance to win with what was available to him. And I think, I I, don't I can see it. I don't. Who knows? I can see it. I'm hopeful. We're going to be hope. I guarantee you, when we're sitting here in September, oh, we'll spring in, eternal. In, in August, we will be sitting here talking about all good things all the way up until they lose somewhere in the season, right? And I'm not saying they're going to lose in September because I don't feel like they will. Well, and and if if we get through September and Iowa scored more than 110 points, do we have the drive for 325 just for kicks and giggles to see yeah, what he does? Well, I'm just saying, you play four football games and you score 110 points. I mean, you know, you're talking 27, 28 points a game, right? Seems. And we would all we would all take that. You'd probably. sign up for that in a minute, wouldn't you? Yeah, based on the last couple of years, absolutely. All right, let's take our first break. We'll come back. We'll catch Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. Got a lot of women's, men's basketball, wrestling to talk over as well. When we come back on the Hawkeye Hill on 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. This is Drake men's basketball head coach Darren DeVries, and you're listening to 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. 
Bringing it back in with little doors. L.A. woman. On a nice, uh, cool evening here in G-Mix. <laughs> Venus flytrap. Down here. <laughs> Down here at, uh, in, on 5th Street in Valley Junction. You can join us each week here on Tuesdays from 5 to 6 o'clock. And, of course, uh, on 1350 uh, each week through the winter sports season and we, we we may even make it to, we may we're gonna we make it to, make it to april again well, Lord all, willing, right? all, all depend on the men getting to the final four of course the men yes exactly that's <laughs> of the nit that's, that's what we're counting on and we'll do a special nit show yeah that's it <laughs> tom caker at hawkeyereport.com uh joining us now and he doesn't believe that for a minute i think he knows just as we do that uh, our big hope for news into april is going to be caitlin clark and the iowa hawkeye women and uh, Tom, um, she continues to amaze, and we're now to a point where she's within, I think, 13 points of climbing into second all-time on the uh, on the national scoring list, and uh, that's that's going to happen this week, I'm sure. Yeah, I'll almost certainly do it tomorrow night uh, against uh, Northwestern, where there's some tickets at Northwestern that are going for over $2,000 on the secondary market for that game. You imagine that. That's insane. That's crazy. insane. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's And then primetime on Saturday at Maryland yeah, on Fox. It, uh, on Fox. Yeah. That big game. Big yeah. game. Maryland good enough, and, and uh, that's a big game. <clears throat> Absolutely. Is Gus going to do that? I imagine. Stacy Freeze, the whole deal, you know. So uh, I was pointing out to Junior, Tom, um, there was a time on this program when I could not get him past two and a half minutes for a women's basketball update. It's true. And yet last night, I see him tweeting out about the Mississippi State versus LSU game. <laughs> My boy here, he, he, he actually was watching another team for more than two minutes I, I in caught, women's basketball. I caught the fourth quarter <laughs> of, of the women's in, game. Huh? Well, anytime Kim Mulkey's behind in a game, it it sort of grabs me. It's sort of like yeah. Shawshank Redemption's on. I, well, I can't leave oh, I now. I can't turn it off, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. What? I think Iowa fans are starting to really enjoy the failures of that LSU team and Kim Mulkey. Uh, it's the most selfish basketball team I've ever seen. <laughs> horrible, and I maybe shouldn't but for that Haley Van Linth. Oh, no, she, she made she, her own bed. Yeah, she just wasted yeah. She's confused and she's just wasted. But we, I will say this, Tom, and we were, this is our, our what we were ta really talking about with this is this women's game, uh, the women's basketball game now has transcended anything that it's been in the past in terms of the quality of play, the pace of play, the shooting, the passing. Everything is just so much yep. better in the first place. Yep. Aside from the fact that it's fun to watch the Hawks, it's all good basketball. Yeah, yeah, they're a fun team to watch, but they they uh, they play really good brand of basketball. It's it's up and down. Um, you're going to see some some turnovers, but you're going right. to see a lot of unselfishness uh, as well. And um, a team that just likes each other. And you can tell that they really enjoy playing with and for each other. And, and that's a sign of a really good team. Now, I'm going to be curious to see how far they go in March. I, I you know, I don't know. I don't. We'll see. It depends on the draw. I'm never going to count Caitlin Clark out because right. she can do the impossible. She can put a team on her back and and, um, and guide them to places you didn't think they'd get. Like last year, nobody had them going to play for a national title, but there they were. 
And um, I think I think women's basketball though is stronger this year. If that makes sense, just a little deeper than it was last year with um, you know, USC's well, better, US, UCLA, UCLA, you know, UConn. UConn, Colorado's good. Um, that K State team that I was seen twice is very good. So can't believe they're ranked. There's a lot. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of uh, impediments on the way, but we'll see. Um, you know, they're going to probably get the first two in Iowa City, and then oh, it's sure. off yeah. to either and it's off to either Lender Albany for regionals and um and you find out what you get there when the sweet 16 and oh, the elite eight games two yeah yeah so it's albany albany and where's the other one portland portland okay last year we went to and seattle. the final four yeah we went to seattle last year and the final four is in cleveland all right <clears throat> Not as easy for me. I don't have buddy living there that I can go <laughs> stay with. But, but uh, same amount, of, kind of the same drive. I think. Right. I think as so. As Dallas was, um, the only thing I, I think you can point out about what would trip them up more likely than anything else is, and you've seen the two teams that have beaten them have had a significant post player. Kansas State right now, their big post players hurt, right? But she'll yep. be back. Yep. Um, and, and, of course, uh, the gal for Ohio State was unstoppable in that fourth well, quarter. It's really easy so, to be unstoppable if no one ever calls a foul uh, on you. Or traveling. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. I'm just saying I think there's a post. I'm going to take Iowa minus the points when Ohio State the, comes to Iowa City. I think they can yeah, run believe, with a lot of teams. I believe that's a good bet, Mr. Creighton. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good bet. I believe they can run with a lot of teams, though, which I'm not sure I would have said that every year in the past. I think they're. I think the team that's going to beat them is a team that can run and has the post. Well, and so that's a. It's a powder. It's the draw, right? It yeah, really is. It is. Draw. It, it really is. is a draw. But you know, another group. Hey, that Tom, real fast. Any chance we can get uh, women's basketball a little bit more prominent on the Hawkeye Report? I was looking for it today. I couldn't find much. Oh, we're tell, we've got a tell, dedicated B writer. We've been having all kinds of stuff. I know Kyle's got oh, stuff yeah. out there. I just couldn't find it. Is yeah, there was the nothing. Um, yeah, it's just um, you just got to search under basketball and you'll find it. Um, but okay. it, there's a there's a, a lot of stuff. He'll have his game preview tomorrow. In fact, he's going to Evanston for the game tomorrow night, so he'll be there. Still at a tip time for us. Is there a tip time? Article? Yeah. there we go. Absol- absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. And, just... and he's had a couple of good uh, updates on recruiting. But I think the the scary part about the recruiting is a couple of their good recruits have have had knee injuries now. <clears throat> the gal from the Quad Cities. Uh, did, did um, we find okay. out that she tear one? She's gonna, she's gonna be okay. She's Excellent. Not, she's she did not tear her ACL, so um, you know, Journey she's Houston, gonna, right? Journey Houston. She's gonna be out for the rest of the year, and probably out for about six months. But she did not tear her ACL, so that is uh, very very you positive. And she should be at full speed in six months or less. She's got so. handles. She can really move with the. She's she you know can really move with the ball. Who I loved watching on Saturday was McCabe. Come in. She did. She hit three of her first four or two of her first three no, threes. She can, she can shoot. Oh man, she can shoot. Yeah, I I could see yeah. her potentially getting a few more minutes. Now Gabby plays great defense. Yeah. Um, yep. But I could see her getting some minutes. Uh, if you need some threes, and and certainly down the road, if it's not this year, she's she's 
working herself into a, into a into a starting spot. You know, I want I want to transition to something that was kind of neat the other day. You want to talk about a group that likes each, likes each other, even though the men's team is certainly not quite uh, on the same trajectory right now. They won a game the other day. It's he certainly I loved hearing about uh, the relationship uh, between um, uh, Tony Perkins and Peyton Sanford the other night. Uh, after Peyton put a lot of the, the weight of the, the loss against Maryland on his shoulders, as well he should. He had made some mistakes and, and had a bad game. Of course, he lost his grandmother earlier in the day. In that day, right? right? Who knew that? But that Tony Perkins just came alongside of him. And, and Tom, they, they, you know, he, he brought, him, uh, you know, brought him up from the depths there. And, and, it, and Peyton came out and played incredibly on Saturday. And I, I really, you get the feel that uh, this is a really, really close basketball team, regardless of wins and losses right now, they're a group that's really, really tight. They are. And, um, and I can just tell you that from being around them and then, you know, knowing some of the things kind of behind the curtain kind of things that these guys are really close. Um, they're, they're best friends um, on the entire team. I mean, it's just, they're, they're all incredibly close and, and yeah, it was a tough week. It's been a tough year for Iowa men's basketball. When you think back to, late November, early December, when Tony lost his grandma, um, you know, and, and played through that. And then um, last week, Owen Freeman uh, lost his grandmother uh, very suddenly. And, you know, after, last week after um, the Maryland game, I mean, he left with his mom and they were had to do a funeral on Thursday. So, um, and then uh, that same Wednesday, uh, Peyton and Price, uh, we can't forget Price, also lost a grandmother right. too, and and um, and they lost a, a grandmother. Um, and I, I'm Sanford's are incredibly deep, uh, you know, tight yes. family as are the Freemans, and so it is just it's been tough for for everybody associated with the team dealing with all this loss and trying to play through a Big Ten season. I mean, it is hard on these guys, and they're young people and. Um, you know, think about when we were 18, 19 years old, 20 years old, trying to deal with the loss of uh, uh, of a grandparent or somebody that you love, and it, it's probably the first time they've had to deal with this in their life. So it's it's tough. It's tough to deal with. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point, and <clears throat> certainly my I was so frustrated at the end of the Maryland game, not scoring the last basically six minutes of the game. Yeah ill-advised passes turnovers when you knew maryland was going to be pressing and it's like they'd never seen it and all that and i i realize fran kind of owned that but i mean fran has got to start using timeouts when his team's getting away from him just so that he can settle them down and he's just he continues to refuse to do it and he fouled peyton out with nine minutes to go in the first half i think it was the maryland game that he did that and i think he did it against michigan too and I have to ask, is is Patrick okay? I mean, because I don't think he played in the second half on Wednesday, did he? Uh, I don't think he did either. Um, uh, he is, he's, um, Fran said he was on a minutes restriction coming back from uh, the ankle issue. So he had, he played four. Uh, yeah, he, he was, uh, he was on a minutes restriction and you know, that's, they're going to kind of try to gradually ramp him up. Fran said it's the ankle is still black and blue. So, um, you know, he's, he's dealing with stuff and trying to play through it. And, and, um, 
a lot of the good news too. Laju Dembali came back, uh, and they need some. They need more contributions from the bench. You know, I was ta- I was listening to uh, yes. some people talking about uh, Kansas only getting two points off their bench, and I'm like, it sounds like Iowa. I mean, I was barely getting nine, ten points off their bench uh, every game if they're lucky, and and you know, part of that was Owen Freeman going to the starting lineup, right? But um, and where you took a consistent score, but you got Patrick coming off the bench who could score for you a little bit. So Iowa really needs to get that bench going because you just can't rely on your starting five to kind of carry you everywhere uh, in, in these games and get all your points. It'd be, boy, I'd love uh, the, to see Brock Harding find his uh, three points. Exactly where I was going. I don't understand. Uh, you know, I, I, I've seen enough highlights. Uh, he's Mr. Basketball from Illinois. Clearly, he's got. He can score. He, he's a baller. I just can't figure out why Brock Harding can't put well, the ball throw right, it in the ocean. Right, right now, he's ru- every time he gets the ball and he's shooting, he's rushing to me outside of outside of layups. But he is a great distributor of the basketball, and there's no question he gets guys open. But they still have to knock down the shots when when he you know gives them pass. Much like you know, Caitlin should have had a triple double the other night. They must have missed five layups yeah. on passes that she had given him. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the guy that I would like to see get going and I, I think could really make the difference is Price Sanford because I, I'm a big Price Sanford fan. I think Price is a terrific basketball player and a terrific shooter, and he just has not gotten fully in a groove yet, and, and I'm just kind of waiting and hoping that he catches fire here a little bit. If he can, then that's a bench player that can give you you know six to ten points a game. It really is a team full of guys who are, are still several of them searching for their comfort level in shooting. We're seeing Josh Dix get there, right? He's still not mm-hmm. completely, right? But we're seeing him start that to feel it. That guy's got to remember that he was a dog in I, high school. I know he's got to. Maybe, maybe now is I wonder the time that he can re- remember he can fly. Right. right? I mean, he also, but he, also had a, he also had a compound fracture of his lower leg. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. I mean. But, but he has it broken again. Yeah, yeah but so. his stroke is there, yeah. Tom. His stroke is there. And I agree. Price Sanford, I, I, you know, everybody that I talked to around Central Iowa, I got cut a couple of buddies who are high school basketball coaches. He was far and away to them a better prospect than, than Peyton uh, in terms of, yeah. of what they thought he could do. And they still think that, right? So if, if, if guys can start to get a little more comfortable asserting themselves, the whole thing just changes because then you don't have to depend on Cricky and Perkins, right? Right. And Peyton for that. And Cricky. And Cricky. And Cookie has down. last three games, yep. 10, 9, 7 points. So um, he was, one, you know, in my write-up uh, today previewing the game, he was a guy to focus on because, well, Iowa won. It's been, um, it was Peyton and Tony that have been carrying the load. And and uh, and they need a big game from Ben Cricky. Um, and I think one of the keys tonight, uh, Indiana's get. Khalil Ware back, uh, their big seven-footer block shots. And Iowa has problems with teams that have bigger yep. posts. They just yep. have this year. They just have, have not um, played as well. So is that going to be a difference in the game? We'll see. And uh, we'll see how much um, Ware can play against Iowa tonight. Right. Yeah, be a, that, that might that might depend on how the Zebras blow the weather. A little bit. I, I watched Rutgers-Purdue the other night, and I'll tell you this, uh, completely differently officiated than Iowa-Purdue. They let Rutgers just beat the crap out of Purdue, and they, it was a close game, right? Anyway, uh, Tom, I, I'm going to encourage people to 
to get out there on your website if they want to know what uh, you think about the Tim Lester hire. I know you did your <laughs> podcast on that and some other stuff. You've got some interesting stuff. I, we've, we've talked about it a lot. I, I'll finish up with just what do you, do you think they can get this one on the road tonight and, and, and get a sweep this week? I do. I think they can. Uh, you know, the thing looking back last year when they played at uh, Assembly Hall, Tony Perkins loves playing there. Loves playing against Indiana. He's going to have a really strong game. And Peyton Sanford was like I think five of nine from three last year against against Indiana at um, at Assembly Hall. And Fran McCaffrey, by the way, four zero against Mike Woodson. Well, there you go. Well, take that. Take that. Let's move that to five. All right, Tom. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. We got to take a break. We'll get uh, we'll get rolling. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right, Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com. And do get out there. He's a, he's kind of an, of my opinion in terms of how this is going to go with Lester and, and the offense. But he's got some good points of his own, so check it out at HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back here on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1021 and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Every Drake basketball game and select NBA hoops are played here live on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1021 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. And we're back here at GNIC. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Miss any portion of the program? The great stuff we discussed already. You just got in the car and you're like, I wonder what they talked about. Well, we talked about football and Tim Lester. And if you want to hear about that but didn't get to do it, be back up uh, on our podcast tomorrow at thehawkeyehuddle.com. That's thehawkeyehuddle.com. want to thank the rest of our sponsors on the program, not only including GMIGS, of course, who's hosted us now for, I don't know, five, six years, but our friends at... Terry Brothers, Waukee, Jeep, Oldsmobile, <laughs> Jeep. You gonna you gonna pull the trigger sooner or later? I think you are. I don't know. I don't know. Buying a new car. It's more and more my, more than my first house. I, this is true. I, me too. Me too. Anyway, Angie Lancaster Remax appreciate Concepts. It. Appreciate her as well, and. Uh, Talked to Brooks last week. And I said, "Dude, I need your need the spot for the for Bacon the Fest, blue. May the fourth. May the fourth be ba with you. Bacon the fourth. Bacon the fourth. May the, uh, something. Yeah. Something like that. May, something like that. May the fourth be with you. That's you the day even of ba a, even a, Bacon Fest. It is even a tongue twister. Uh, wrestlers this week uh, went to Illinois, thirty-six to six victory, and at Northwestern on Sunday, forty-six to nothing. Um, Pat, Pat Kennedy wrestled terrific again. I know he's. he's <laughs> So he's, he's, my wrestling he's getting off your list, isn't he? Absolutely. So my wrestling insiders, I I uh, got to see them both. I get to see them both now that we're in the office. And uh, both of them are like, Kennedy's always been good, but he's literally, he has raised his game, and they're, they are both happy for me. Apparently, he's a great dude, and he's a really good wrestler, and he's showing it this year. Um, he's going to have his hands full on Friday. He's got a real tough match. But nevertheless, uh Frankly, he's been the key in a couple of these of these duels. He, he has. He's turned. He's turned it uh, and, when it could go the other direction. And we would be remiss if we did not mention the great Ben Keeter coming out on Sunday and pinning that dude in 40 seconds. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> Albeit uh, a very much undersized heavyweight up uh, going against in Northwestern, but Keeter's only about 235. So from a heavyweight standpoint, it he, was 45 seconds. And if you if you watch it. 
Kid went in for the leg shot, got underneath, and then Keeter laid on top of him and went, guess what? I'm going to shove Watch. your head down, and then I'm going yeah. to put you in a cradle, and then I'm going to roll and you over, and then get my leg over, and then it's going to be done. Watch me flip you over in textbook fashion and pin you immediately. I'll bet he did yeah. that in high school 65 I, times. I bet he did. I bet he did. Yeah, he's going to have a tougher match here and there, right? Well, and so, uh, Michigan, but, you know, Hill, Hill is... Uh, Hill's wrestled great. He's done a great job, yes. uh, you know, beating the polar bear at uh, Nebraska, and he's done a, done a very admirable job considering Cassiope obviously can, couldn't go this year. They're going to have a tough match on Friday night. Uh, my pessimistic friend said it's 5-5. My optimistic friend goes, Iowa should be favored at least in six. And the last time they both said that, Iowa won eight <laughs> at Nebraska. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, it must be something in the wrestler head that says, uh, gee, uh. Well, some but, the, but Michigan's got a defending champ, and they've got three All-Americans at other weights uh, going up. And Iowa's got a, a real mess at 33, honestly. And, uh, you know, Drake, 25 is so open. So Ayala's got to come out and set the tone early and, and get it going. And then you got to get bonus points out of Riel Woods and Frannick. Uh, there in the middle. A number of the, the Michigan wrestlers the night you and I were watching them uh, against Penn State uh, looked good until Penn State was Penn State, right? right. There, there is, there's some talent there. Michigan's ranked 12th in the country. Uh, Iowa is 10-0. 10-0 <laughs> in dual meets at this point, but uh, uh, it will be a tough one. So that's a good one on, on, on BTN, BTN. On, uh, on Friday night. Is that it for the weekend? I, think, I it is. think it is. I think it is. No, no Sunday match. All right. Uh, by the way, the women uh, with a couple more victories. The women's wrestlers are Campbellsville. What? Yeah, it's oh, Campbellsville, okay, forty-two whatever. to two. And hey, we're not going to go down that whatever road. We we did that with women's basketball. I know. But and Indiana Tech, forty-two to nothing. They do have. Uh, I can't even read what I wrote down here. Who the uh, <laughs> University of uh, Saint Francis? I think it is. Uh, no. University of Sioux Falls is what I've got Sioux here. Sioux Falls, pretty good program. Oh, They're up and comers. Th they must be. Uh, Iowa women are 15 and 0 right now, and up to number one in the country, and holding steady there in terms of wrestling. Uh, By the way, the me the men are trying to get second. Okay, this is a this is a race for second. Penn State may literally have yes. five champions on their on their squad. It, yes, and, and legit. Yes, right, just flat out legit. And I mean. When do we get them? Do, uh, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks, I think. So at least we'll get to see how but that and, goes. And, we get, and they go against Oki State later, too. Yeah. So that's coming up. A couple of good ones still coming up for them. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. Get you set for women's basketball this week. Men's and then basketball men's basketball tonight. tonight and the rest of the week as well. When we come back on the Hawkeye Huddle, 102.1 FM and 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Did you know? Radio station KRNT introduced television at the Centennial Iowa State Fair in 1946. Des Moines sports leader is ESPN Des Moines. I did not attend that state fair. No, but I did know that. I have seen I bet the old man was there. <laughs> I bet he was. <laughs> Absolutely. Brett Ridge, Dave Fred, Jr. Eight. here, wrapping things up on the Hawkeye Huddle. He was eight years old back then. Uh -huh. yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, I did know KRNT's been around a long time. And Do you know Russ Van Dyke could write the numbers backwards uh, when he would do the weather? They had like a, a thing, and he would write them backwards. It was, so that it would so mirror that, around? So that you could read them. It was pretty cool back in the old days. That, so. The initial, before KCCI, it was KRNT, Channel 8. I got gotcha. you. 
so the men last week did. Uh, they lost that Maryland game 69-67. Very, uh, very close. It's so tough. I was uh, so pissed. Well, I was too. They had a six-point lead uh, late. A couple of really dumb dumb turnovers. Poor, poor sl- shot selection. Terrible defense on the last possession. It just it didn't work out for them, and it was it was bad. And by the way, it's great that they could go on the road against Michigan and get the victory the other day. But this just in, Michigan's bad, so they should. What, now, Indiana's Michigan, a little better. What Michigan lacks in the um, coaching department, they make up for in not trying very hard. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of it's a bad kind of true. Jawan Howard will be the first coach fired this this year following college basketball. First one out the gate? Yes. Think so? Tonight's um, going to be a shootout. Um, probably. I mean, Indiana, if you go back, uh, you know. I mean, both teams are averaging 75 points yeah, a game. Yeah, that's kind of where they are now. Indiana's on a bit of a losing streak, but that's because they played Illinois, Wisconsin, and, and Purdue. <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Their last three, last victory was against Minnesota uh, at home. and uh, That and was close, that, wasn't it? They've lost four out of five. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, they beat them by 12. They lost on the road at Rutgers, so they've only won one game in January. That I, that's something I don't like. Oh, it's Man, that's something I don't like about this. But so uh, coming in, this is this is a game. If 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 you want to be anywhere near the bubble, if you want to not be on the DOA list for, uh, you got to win this you, game. You, you got you have to. These are these are must win games. And you know the fact of the matter is Iowa still has zero tier one victories, and this wouldn't be a tier one. However. You still need to win it. You, you, Be a good quad, too. You need to win those. You you just, they, I don't want to say they have to win out, but basically they, they have to win out. They have to beat Wisconsin at home and Illinois once, I think. And I think they have to have at least two wins in the Big Ten tournament to even be considered near the bubble. It's But it's still there because this Big Ten is not great, and there are teams like Indiana that are beatable. There's plenty By the way, of them the service there, right? tonight at GMX is outstanding. Outstanding. But uh, so it's still doable. I, I, I feel like I don't know whether Assembly Hall gets excited for this game. It was interesting the other day against Michigan. You know, the, the, the game started off. It looked sound like the Michigan fans were into it. And I'm thinking, what? Why are they so excited? Well, it's just the, they, want, they like the first couple of hoops. And then after that, they were pretty quiet. I, Indiana's not going to get up for this game a whole lot. I think Iowa at least has that uh, going for them. Well, it's and, not going to be sold out, well, is it? Right, probably not. I mean, it's just it's just not that big of a game for them. And it, yeah, I would. Now that having been said, the other good thing is, as Tom said, Tony Perkins going home, going to like that. And uh, Peyton Sanford, hopefully, uh, he shot well there last last year. And after the game he had the other night, twenty six. You know, you know the night, other guy. I nice see that going. In, in he hasn't been on the floor a lot, but Bowen needs to add some stuff. Something. Well, He's becoming the odd man out because he's not scoring, right? Because he's not doing much of anything. Uh, if you shift, if you, you take Josh Dix off the floor, you're taking off a score because DeSante Bowen can't score from the outside. And he, and well, you if take, he goes, and you're taking a dude who's six, 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 seven yes. off, and you're bringing him with a dude who's like six, two, six, three, maybe. DeSante Bowen was a bigger recruit than he's playing right now, and it'd be nice to, for them to get more out of him. I just think his role is kind of in, in a weird spot right but, now. But don't you think when you get an opportunity that you you can't go out there and play scared? You just got to go out there. I'm, that's the thing I no, do I, like yeah, about Harding. Yeah. He, he plays with extraordinarily a huge amount of confidence, except for when he's shooting and, his threes. And, and, and then 
he becomes a bricklayer. It's, it's, just, it's just really strange. But even, yeah, Brock Harding the other day, big defensive play. Michigan pulled it back to within like four. They go down court. He digs underneath and just slaps the ball off a Michigan player, you know, not the guy he's guarding, turns around, gets the ball, and knocks off it off. Off the knee. Off the knee and out of bounds. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. Iowa goes down and gets a three. Suddenly it's a seven-point game. It was game. ball game. Huge, huge play out of, a, out of a guy who just was doing the little, little extra things. And that's where I think DeSante Bowen's losing his minutes to well, some of these other guys. You know, here's the, here's the other thing about Iowa basketball tonight. Fran's 4-0. There's a reason. Fran, Fran can coach. Okay, Mike Woodson, I'm pretty certain under a paper bag might struggle to get out of it. Yeah, it doesn't. It it appears he can he's recruit not a, a little he's bit. Not he's an not an X and Oer. It doesn't appear so. And Jawan Howard's not, clearly not an X and Oer. He's got Phil Martelli sitting on the bench. It's like, dude, talk to Phil. Let Phil coach. So, well, Phil coached when they when Michigan won in Iowa, Iowa City, right? And you know, here's Jawan coaching when they, you know. I, I would agree with you. I don't think Woodson's great at that. Um, I, clearly, these guys were hired because they're pretty Iowa, good recruiters. Iowa obviously needs two big wins. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State on on Saturday, not going to be you, easy. You but, said uh, Friday night. Friday. Friday night. Friday night. So we got Friday night basketball and wrestling. And it's a 6 o'clock game on Friday night. So it must be Friday night basketball at 6 and the wrestling and the wrestlers at, at eight. 8. There we go. I think that's the way it's going to roll. Might be on at the same time, but I don't I think may so. have to get a hall pass. Uh, Friday night is on FS1, so that's uh, one way they could possibly be on at the same time. So my wife wanted to do date night Friday night. Guess we're going to be maybe we'll What'd be here. Do? We might be here. We can't do date night on Saturday night because then you got the women. Yeah. Uh, it's true, but she likes to watch the women. All so right. you know she enjoys that. That is appointment television for her, so that's pretty good. So Caitlin so, needs 13. So is that in the first half? So Northwestern tomorrow night, six o'clock on the Peacock. By the way. So yes, in the first half she'll get that. So we were watching Saturday oh. and she had 10 at half, and I was sitting next to our friend Chuck Reed. He goes, you watch. 28 in the second half. And he was, oh, dead on, huh? All right, Saturday at Maryland for them. That'll be a big game for sure. So a couple of big ones coming up. What do you think, uh, men? Men? You're going, hey, we're just going sweep across the board. Sweep. Yeah, I think the men. Including wrestling. I think the men lose tonight. I think the women sweep it. Actually, I was going to say the men were going to lose tonight, too. Yeah. But All right. You, you talked me into it. Thanks to Tom Caker of HawkeyeReport.com for joining us. Peter Camp back in the studio. For Dave Creighton Jr., I'm Brett Ridge. Join us next week right here on the Hawkeye Huddle.